open your boxes. Open your boxes. One, two, three. Yo, it's Patience from Book
was deported at a young age. And just the way that happened, she went to work, and the next thing you know, we come home, she's not home. And I had to find out from a friend, like, that, oh, your mom is in jail. Like, I'm like, what? She's like, your mom in jail. Because, you know, I lived, I was nine. So wow. it was like, oh, like, we lived in a building where it's like, my family's Muslim, it's a lot of Africans, so everybody know each other. So she knew when she found out from her parents. And I remember coming home and like, uh, that is, is my mom in jail? And he's like, he just was frustrated. He didn't tell me directly, right. but that was the case. And the first moment was while she was in jail, for whatever reason, they didn't want us to go see her. Like, that's a choice my mom and my uh, dad made. So when she called, my sister, who was only 10, she was one year older than me. She got on the phone with her. And I think she was telling my sister, like, okay, I'm not coming home. Like, at this point, she was probably in jail for, like, months, years. I don't know. I lost time. But at, it came to the decision where they were going to deport her because she had signed this paper giving, waiving her rights. So I was, uh, my sister was 10, I was 9, my little sister was 7. So it was three girls and just my dad. And I remember her telling my sister, and my sister immediately, she's a Capricorn, I always say Capricorn, or like emotions, she just was bawling on the phone. And me and my little sister around her, and she's like crying, and I could just hear my mom like yelling at her like, and my dad, and my dad, what are you crying for? What are you crying for? And my dad like, of course in my language, so it wasn't as good, but she was really like yelling at her for because crying. Like, no, right. and mind you, when she was telling her, it was awesome, okay, listen, go to my room, get this, get that, pack this, um, watch your sisters. I feel like she was just giving her the whole spiel on how to handle it, and emotionally, she just wasn't, and I remember just hearing her on the phone saying this, and I just like, sucked up my tears, like, okay, I'm right. not finna cry right now, because clearly right. that's not the thing to do. And then, I remember after that, like a few months later, at this point, my mom's in Africa, and we would start our conversations on the phone. And I remember getting on the phone with her, like, I'm hungry. Me and my sisters used to be home by ourselves. We took care of ourselves, because my father ended up having to work full-time, like, double shift. We won't, we'll be going to um, school at 8, he'll be asleep. When we get back, he's not home, don't come in until 1 o'clock in the morning. And we're at elementary school, so we sleep by then. So it was like no food in the house. Like, so I'm just like, I'll get, but I'm candid about it. Like, mommy, I'm hungry. And my sister snatched the phone, like, why would you tell her that? Why would you say that? Like, what, what, what is she supposed to do for you there? And that was the moment where I learned, okay, strong black woman don't yeah, mm -hmm. You don't, you don't get to feel. And I remember, like, from my mom was in Africa for 14 years. When I tell you, she's here now. But those moments when I tell you it was excruciating to talk to her on the phone because when that, you can't be vulnerable and I'm a kid. So it's like, at that point, what do we talk about? Right. So I'm literally on the phone with the person who raised me like, hi, hi. Mm -hmm. no I was cool, like just, mm -hmm. like you know, and the, I remember when they would, when she would call and I would hear her on the phone, I would purposely act like I'm dead cold asleep, like I don't even wanna go through this moment. <laughs> and because I don't know what to say to her and mm -hmm. I don't know how to deal with my emotions and me and my sisters, we wanna talk about it to each other. Mm -hmm. We wanna talk about it with my dad. So it was that moment that made me realize like, yo, I really struggle with expressing myself and expressing mm -hmm. my feelings because I downplayed it. That like I'm not supposed to do it. So do yeah. you guys have moments where you realize it was like your strong black woman syndrome was passed down to you? I'm yeah. gonna start. Who gonna start? I don't know. I mean, I feel like my grandmother. Watching my grandmother, she raised. She had three children of her own, and she raised six of her cousin's children. Um, and then one of them, um, you know, ended up being a drug addict and she raised six of their children. So she just always, it was always just her. Mm -hmm. So I've watched, and as I said to you guys before, the, you know, we started the show, 
Um, my mom had me really young, so my grandmother raised me so until I was about 15. And she just, it was, she was by herself, and she had nine kids, and then she had one of their six kids, and it was just always a lot. So I've, I, and she's the type of person that doesn't show any emotion. Mm -hmm. Never, never. I literally had to, even now in my, now that I'm an adult, I had to start hugging her. Like, right. you know, like, it's okay, give me a hug, you know, and now she, she, can't live without those hugs but when I was younger she was always so strong excuse me and she always like just took care of everybody and didn't complain about it mm -hmm. never um, and I just saw her do that and, and realized that it's possible you right. know and she, because she never complained and because I mean and is when I say that I never had to want for anything with her I never I mean, with all of these kids in the house, all of these people in the house, she still came in the house with a whole bunch of bags of clothes and stuff for everybody. We would all just be picking out the clothes, you know? So I just, from her watching her and realizing that, you know, it, it's possible and you just gotta do what you gotta do. Right. You know, sometimes cards are dealt to you and you just gotta make it happen. So just watching her, um, I, re I feel like she made me the woman that I am today. I mean, aside from, you know, just, you know, going to do things with and my mom and those experiences, you know, just being strong and um, getting through everything by myself, you know, being a single mom um, of, you know, a 10-year-old and literally single. So my son's dad doesn't help me financially at all. He's there, yeah. which is great. And I'm just the type of person where I'd rather that than right. nothing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so and I don't complain about it because he's there. And that's right. what, that's all that's my son that. is going to yeah, remember. Right. Anyway, you remember you know, so the time. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I just realized if she did it with all of them, I could do it with just one. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going uh, to ask all of you, but that just made me think of something that was also a thought process of mine. Like a lot of times, black women in our culture in general, across the board, we normalize a lot of things and that's how it ends up being passed down. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? For me, I had to realize, I had to have a daughter because if that didn't teach me anything, like, we so used to taking the punches, it's not until you see a reflection of yourself that begins to say, I do not ever mm -hmm. want her to right. go. I don't care right. how strong or how mm -hmm. bossed right. up I made a situation. If you told me right now that the life that was handed to me will be handed to my daughter, I will fall down and die. Okay. I'm not about to make Shit. her no brick house. For real. Don't tell I'm me like, no man is enough. I don't care. Like I want, <laughs> I don't want her to deal with that. And I had to realize the only way that that will be that would not be her situation is for me to unnormalize mm -hmm. it in my own head. Mm -hmm. Right. So it don't, you know what I'm saying? Because right. ultimately, you could tell your kids whatever. They're going to follow your own right. reflection. That's why I said a lot of the right. times this process inherited, not even just from our parents, but our culture across mm -hmm. the board. Like, it's normal for the black woman to be, it's to have it all together. Like, yeah. You see a messed up kid in the street, ain't nobody going to ask but your daddy. It's right. like, what is your, where's your <laughs> mom? Where's your mom? Like, right. in my process, like, a lot of the times, I started doing, like, I would do my whole house laundry. Mind you, I'm 5'3 now, so imagine me at 9. Mm -hmm. I was two feet to the ground. <laughs> and I would have a car. I lived in a building, so I would have to go to a laundromat. 6 o'clock in the morning, I was still a kid. Like, I would be outside all the time, so I would wake up 6 o'clock. Like, before all my other kid friends in the block wake up, let me hurry up and go do some laundry. I would do my whole house laundry, and I'm literally taking a stroller, walking down. And then when I get to the laundromat and the machine would be broke, I'm like, oh boy, all right, now I gotta go talk to somebody. So I'll go talk to the owner, and they'll be like, where's your mom? 
Like, right. she's in the store. Mind you, no one in the store, but can you just come? This machine has stole my money, and it's all I got to Can you go get it? So it's just like a lot of the times I experience that, like where people say, where's your mom? Or VLD. I met you both at VLD. I auditioned by myself in sixth grade, and I walked right in the thing. It's like, where's your parents? I'm like, fuck the car. And I'm like, can I just audition? Because I want to wow. go to this school. So uh, I just realized a lot of the times that our culture across the board just expects the yeah. mom to have yeah. it all together. Yeah. And seeing other young girls, not just my daughter, just have to relive a lot of the things that just could have been prevented right. if a black woman would have said no. Mm -hmm. right. I'm not I'm not finna deal with this. It, I mean, granted, you have to deal with the cards that's handed to you, but you have to still acknowledge that this is not normal as right. you deal with the cards that's handed right. to you. So right. that that's something that I just want a lot of y'all to think about. Uh, Melissa, you was nodding your head a lot when Candy was speaking. No, because... I know for me growing up, it wasn't like I didn't deal with anything like that, but it was their mentality, period. Like my grandmother, she's a very, anybody who knows my grandmother, like she's a very strong head woman. Like mm -hmm. before now, because like now, you know, illnesses and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. now she's really like at that weak point, she's not the same. Mm -hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? But to know her in the past is to know like she is strong. She don't take no shit. Mm -hmm. Like, no. Can we curse? Yeah, you oh, can curse. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't have your kids watching. Don't have your kids. Yeah, like she learn. didn't take no shit. And then I didn't start realizing all this stuff until I became an adult. Like when I became like more self um, self aware and like really starting to pay attention and starting putting the pieces together. Okay, why am I like this? And I started going mm -hmm. back. So like with my grandmother, like she was the way she was. My mother ended up becoming just like her. Like she was strong too. Like crying in the house. Who? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, not right. you better not cry for nothing. Right. I don't care if I bust you upside your Do not cry, cause mm -hmm. then I'm gonna give you something else to cry for. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can't be that way. You can't speak on your feelings. I remember getting to an age where, you know, I was having troubles in school, and not like I was getting in trouble going against spending shit, like, but like you know, like grade wise right. and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and. It was because I was having issues in my head, right. like because I wanted to feel a certain type of way at home. Because you can't be, like you said, you can't be vulnerable. Like mm -hmm. you can't show that, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, I had a teacher who like spoke to my mom, and we kind of worked something out. But it was like my mom still, yeah, not to sh not to shit on her. I love my mother. Right. Like that's my role. That's my role. I love her. I love her. But you could tell she was just trying to be that vulnerable mom and try to be there just because someone said something right. to you. I could t as a child, you can you, tell you these things. Know. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can t I can tell you don't, you're not really here in this moment. Right. Right. You're right. not here for me being around. You're mm -hmm. not here for that. Like you want to be left alone mm -hmm. right. in your own space. And now I'm like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm the person, I just leave me alone. My mother wants to be up in my face. Like it's like we changed roles. Right, like, now right. she wants to be in my face right. and it's like, yeah, like come on. And she gets like, mad because it's like, oh, you, oh, you yeah. acting funny. And it's, no girl, I'm in this box. You can't fit with me. Yeah. Like, let me, let me stay here. Right, <laughs> like, right. let me just be here. You know what I'm saying? And I, now that I have a, you know, I have my first child now and it's like, like he makes me weak. Like right. he only four months, you know right. what I'm saying? But he makes me weak. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't want to be like that, so I know I have to kind of like yeah. chop that down and right. like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I, I absolutely get it, because like with your situation, um, one day um, I went to school, well, I used to get in trouble a lot when I was younger in school with the English teachers, and the um, the principal, I was getting in trouble, and the principal at the end of the conversation, she was like, hug your mom, and... Ooh, and I was weird! And so, <laughs> I'm like, I'm much <laughs> 
and she was like hugging mom. I guess it was normal for that, but like, I love my mother, you know, you right. know she's aggy as hell, but we don't hug, yeah. never hug, never say I love you, and it just was like, okay, hug my mom, so we did a fake hug, but it, so I know in her mind, she's like, yeah, we don't hug, yeah, it was mad weird, so. Like when I, as I grew up, I'm like, damn, you know, we don't show emotion. So I was like, all right, but like with my baby, like I tried to, um, I always thought I love her, and then you know, with certain situations, I'm sorry, but that comes from the emotion in the household. Like, yeah, it was no emotion, and mm -hmm. it yep. messed me up a lot, you know. And I didn't know up until now, you know. I guess I say it's from me being African. Mm -hmm. You don't show no emotion. They don't, they don't allow you to, and and they'll be like. Oh, yes we do, but you really can't show emotion. You can't um, show when you hurt. You can't show when you sad over a boy that will kill you. Wait, let me tell you how hard I feel. Let me tell you, I'm gonna me for telling this story one time. My cousin mother, like my parents were much older. Like my dad passed, my mom is like, you know, they had us at like in their 40s. So my, my cousin, my aunt is more like, Younger, so I consider her a little bit more down to earth, but she's still yeah. African, so they have their strict ways. And I swear to God, I remember my cousin telling her. My cousin grew up in Maplewood, so I just feel like she'd be different. Like right. she's around her little Maplewood friends, and she felt like she could do certain things. So I remember her mother was just having this weird conversation about boys. It was weird for me because I don't Can't talk about my love yeah. life to adults. Like that's what I had my hood rat friends for. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so it was like so weird. She's just like, I need to focus on your books. Like I don't know why boyfriend this right. boyfriend. Uh -huh. Yeah, whatever and my cousin dead ass looked at her mother and said well my dad is not here I have daddy issues and I, I, if I could melt in the room like girl why would you tell your mom like, and like her mom for now me as adult like if my child was to say that to me like anything to me that shows me what she's going through emotionally I just want to know like okay talk yeah. to me more when I tell you her mother shut her down said what those guys are so stupid. What do you mean? Like, daddy issues. And it, it was her dad left when they were a young age and mm. then it wasn't a part of their life. And I'm like, yo, it's so crazy how we, for me, when she said that at that age, I think I was 16, I'm like, girl, why would you say that? Stupid, right. you keep that to yourself. <laughs> like, you know you got daddy issues. You just don't express you just that. Don't express and it, just for me to think like that is just like exactly why That's a lot of things are repeating right. cycle. Yeah. Right. Um, I really quick, mm -hmm. before, because I want to ask Nikki, what do you feel like the, how the strong black woman was passed down to you? Um, well, at a young age, my parents died at a young age in the same year. I was seven, so I didn't have a lot of experiences, but the experiences we did have, like, they died in 2000, so it was, was it 2000? I think it was like the year before they passed away. Uh, we were homeless, like, but they didn't, we knew, like, kind of like what was going on because we slept in a car, we was like outside of a park in Newark, and we knew we was homeless, but it's, few months later still we still had a good Christmas like we it was like nothing ever happened so I just feel like they didn't like trip over they just like you know move forward and like so that's how I think I was passed down to me like I don't trip over stuff like if like my phone gets cut off or I have a rent due and I lost my job like I don't you know start crying calling people crying like I need I just like Nikki what's next mm -hmm. like, yeah it's mm -hmm. yeah. no time to cry yeah. because you know like um Somebody else got through like, like nobody else yeah. got me. So like, yeah, I got myself. So it's no time to cry. Like I just right. gotta move forward. Like you, yeah. you don't, you don't, and that's bad because like yeah. we, you do need time mm -hmm. to cry. Like yeah. you know, that plays a major Life part. Life will learn yeah. you. Life I think. I think for me, what was my, which is the next question I want y'all all to answer. Well, what was the learning moment that the black syndrome, the black strong woman syndrome, ain't gonna hold you but so long? And for me, it was my dad passed. 
And I remember at first, I, I had just started a new job. I was begging God to find me a job paying paid me $15 an hour so I could flex. <laughs> I was like, I just need a job. Like, I need something. I had just graduated school. Like, I just need to work. So I had just started this job. I promise you, I was like not even a month in. And my dad, like, we had found out he had congestive heart failure. But once again, we were young. My mom, my mom was still wasn't here. And my dad, now being raised by a strong black men, that's right. a whole nother story because emotionally we really weren't dealing with a lot. And then him being a father to three girls, he really wasn't showing up. Like he right. was really trying to grind it out for however long he could. And then when he was no longer unable to work because he also didn't have his papers, like he was undocumented. So his green card expired. When your green card expired, you can't work. Um, as soon as I came home from school, like my, my sisters and my dad, they was living with a family friend and they were literally sharing a room. Mm -hmm. So when I got home, I'm like, I grabbed my sister like, nah, we're going to get our own place. Me and my sister, we like, we're going to split the bill. We made that happen. So he, um, long story short, he had two incidences where he had like, he, we found out he had congestive heart failure, didn't know what it was, but I didn't know how serious it was. And he came back, like it was moments where it was like his heart filled up with lungs, but scary visit to the hospital he'll come back home he'll be good now my sister calls me and she calls me and she was no she texts me she's like i'm about to take that to the hospital i don't like how he's grieving like he's saying he's good but i don't like it so I'm, I'm telling him let's go let's go to the doctor so i'm like okay cool this typical stuff a few hours later my sister's calling me i didn't answer at first mind you i just started this job i don't know nobody that i'm around like you know what i'm saying i've got my good face forward and my sister called and it's the nurse on the phone and she's like I need you need to come in because it's not looking good and your sister needs your support and I just remember being like I'm like okay first of all I didn't know emotionally how to deal with it so I'm just like I was numb and I'm like my sister on the phone he, he stopped breathing and still my mind didn't click to what is going on so I just remember like okay I'm gonna be there after work like and I just literally I didn't even emotionally did like someone just told me my dad stopped breathing in my mind you told me he was picking flowers like it just didn't click emotionally for me and I'm just like I just started this job I mean not even it wasn't about the job but it's how these other areas of our life we used right. to numb emotionally yeah. what we going through so for me it's like I'm in my probation period yeah. I, I didn't deal and then I got home I mean I went as soon as I got off I went straight to the hospital and I'm sitting there my dad is hooked up to tubes literally gurgling and I'm just sitting next to his bed and still not dealing and if you anybody who knows me know like my dad had 20 kids I'm his favorite don't let nobody tell you nothing else like we were like this and he's there and my, my sister was coming and she's like you know you know he could still hear you talk to him and I'm just like no I'm just not but in my mind he, he gonna get out of here this right. is not no this we had two incidences it's good so I'll go from work come back go to the hospital on day three, he's still in the hospital. We had got good news, like, oh, I feel like the doctors were very eggshell. Cause he's like, y'all don't have no other family. Like, I think he was just like three young girls. Like, do you have anyone y'all could call? They just kept saying, do you have anyone? And we're just like, no, like, so it's like, they weren't telling us in a real direct way what was right, really going on. So in my mind, I'm like, things are good. And I was like, I could think visiting hours was like seven to eight. By the time I get off of work at 6, I will be like the last hour. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my routine for the past three days, go straight to the hospital. I get in the elevator, on the elevator door, I get a call from my friend. They're like, get that heart stop. I'm in the elevator. At this point, I open the elevator and nurses are running to his room. When I tell you, I just froze. Oh my God. I just froze. I didn't, I just froze. I'm like, I'm not going Your in hospital. there. General hospital. East Orange. East Orange. Yes. Oh, we Lord. live next to East Orange. Yes. 
So my sister walked him. Worst hospital ever. Oh, Anybody who knows knows. <laughs> so I'm just like I'm like I froze and I called like like a friend like a family friend. She like a cousin to me and I'm like, can I come to the hospital? They said my dad and my dog right here. Like I go like it just. I'm like, can I just come? Cause they say he stopped breathing or whatever. And that was the day he passed. And I didn't I didn't see my dad's body. He was we sent him over to Africa. I chose to this day I won't look at a picture. To this day we they recorded his funeral that they had in Africa. I don't I don't watch it. And now when I when I think about death, I'm just like, you know, it's a it's a part of the human journey. And I'm like, I could have been the one to help with that transition over. You know what I'm saying? Like he was going to pass eventually one day and it bothers me. Like I beat myself about it a lot now. Like because of my fear of vulnerability, not even fear, but inability, because that's what it becomes. Like from childhood, like we're just taught not to deal with our right. emotions and that shit will catch you up just with emotionally you. unavailable. Yes. yes. And it's right. like to the point where it becomes second nature to numb it. Like right. not even just with that, but in so many instances where I just really was like, at some point I felt like I was a walking corpse. Like, I do not feel. Right. You expect no. that to look mean. I'm the sweetest person you could come across. Always the life of pardon. But, and she is sweet. First of all, we're going to get to you because you are very sweet. So it's just like, that's when it caught up to me. So I want y'all to really think about it at moments where you realize, okay, this shit ain't going to do it. Well, just to pick back off of you because, like, you lost your father. I had lost my uncle back in high school. And like, it was my senior year. And, like, for him, because my father wasn't around. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have any kind of relationship. But my uncle was that for me. He was my father. I could say that was my best friend, everything. Like, tatted his name, everything. Like, I mm -hmm. loved him to death, right? And so, you know, me and him had had a falling out. I want to say, like, the year before. Because, like, someone he was dating. Because, you know, pride. And I got to, you know, have my face on it. Act like I don't care. You know, I treated him like he was something. I was dating. Like, I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you mad because I said whatever I said to her. And oh well. Like, and I, he tried to speak to me again. I wouldn't speak to him. Like, I was just like, you know, closed off. Like, okay, whatever. And just keep it along the way. Knowing I love him to death, right? And then he ended up passing away, like, the year after. And I just, I, oh, what I always say is, like, God did that for a reason. Like, right. separated us for a reason because he knew I was taking it way too hard. But, like, even now to this day, I'm like... I think about it like I didn't have to act like that. I didn't have to. I could have let my guard down. I could have explained to him like, okay, I felt X, Y, Z type of way because I feel like you didn't have my back and you should have understood that I didn't mean any disrespect. Like we should have had that dialogue because I want to be proud, you know. I just let things. And now he's gone. It's like I can't ever get that back. So I try. I'm not perfect, like by any means to this day, but I try not to be so rock hard like mm -hmm. i try i try to let it down a little i try to be vulnerable it doesn't work all the time but i think a lot know. of a black woman's strongness translate to bitch i realized yeah, that does. with myself it does. i realized that in my romantic relationships like mm -hmm. a lot of times i miss you but mm -hmm. the way it come out my mouth it just comes off like i want to fight you but that and I, a lot and what i started doing lately and it's been working is like when i feel the bitch about to come out i just think like what am i what's really bothering me like mm -hmm. like i'm it's coming off like i'm mad but Anger is really vulnerability transferred in a different type of energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, what is really bothering me? Like, to the rock 
to the bottom. And it's not it's not always the situation. It's always a feeling. Like either I feel neglected. Right. Or I don't mm -hmm. feel loved enough. Or I feel like no one cares. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. And then as you process that, which is the strong black woman strength syndrome, mm -hmm. it starts to break down into okay, now you mad. Oh no, they don't care about you. And then and then it comes out bitch. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well ultimately if you break it all down, it's really a little girl in there or the inner you right. in there that's really just soft and mm -hmm. wanting for something. Candy, for you, what do you feel like was a moment that was like, okay, this strong shit ain't it? I haven't had it yet. You haven't had it? I haven't had it yet. I mean, because I do allow myself to feel. Mm. But I just feel by myself. Mm. I just okay. do it all by myself. Yeah. I don't, I, I have a hard time expressing myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I do feel those things. I just literally do it all by myself and I talk myself through it. Where mm. I'm like, Okay, you feel this way, but you know what? Maybe they did that and it had nothing to do with you. Maybe it was their own issue that they were just taking out on you. Or, you know, you know what, Candy, just because this is how you would have handled this person, that doesn't mean that that's, you know, they're trained and, they're, and or it's a natural thing for them to handle you that way. So I kind of just talk myself out of feeling it, mm. kind of. That you know? is, I understand that is it. Right. I'll take so yourself bad. out. Yeah, yeah, I played myself one yeah. a few yeah. times. And you know what? I love that I was recently introduced to by like and this is we were talking about this earlier. Like when you one thing that that does to you, it'll have you surrounded with a bunch of people in your life that's not really serving you. Right. And you know what made me realize that? A lot of times in friendships, everybody know me, I'm cut off queen. Like because mm -hmm. I don't like to no, deal. No. I'm not finna especially another female, or right. we really not about to have this lesbian right. conversation. No, no. I don't like like not that it's lesbian, but it's just yeah. not how I, I don't like to let my feelings. My number one line is since you knew right. and like now that right. I know, like I always say yeah. I don't I I don't try to change people's character. I just try to learn it. Mm -hmm. If this is who you are, mm -hmm. may God be with you, but I won't be with you mm -hmm. in this process. But I had a moment, like I have a, a cousin who's also like a close friend of mine who, if it's anybody that told, showed me that they would take a bullet for me, it's her. Like she's really like, really, we have a close relationship. And we had an instance one time, and it was about a boy, but the way she, well not, we wasn't doing the same guy, but just how she handled a situation. And my natural mindset was, okay, this is the type of person she is distance. Usually I either cut you off or here's this brick wall. It's stronger than what Donald Trump tried to build. You're just, you just not going to get to me no more. And But then I'm like, this is what me learning myself after having my daughter. I'm like, you know what? I'm, let me express. Because exactly. what I would realize a lot of times is, even though it's easy to cut off, you carry in the backpack right. what somebody else supposed to be feeling. You know, I feel like mm -hmm. it's harder to express, so, and that challenges you. Like, let me express mm -hmm. how I feel. Like, right. Let's really have this conversation. Yes. Yeah. But, and, but you know what? A lot of times, at first, I'm like, I'm no longer expressing because I want you to respond a certain right. way. I'm expressing because I'm going to let you know when you have me right. And then I'm going to keep walking. You know I'm real. Yeah. But yeah. where the real, t the swerve was, <laughs> as soon as I was like, I'm going to let her know what she got me fucked up so I can stand up for myself, let you know, and I'm going to keep it moving because a lot of times when you don't express yourself, people be living their merry old life thinking they ain't do you wrong. Yeah, right? uh -huh. and making their own Right, but when I did that, she took it, and she's like, okay, so how can I change it? Not even mm -hmm. what she said, it was that moment of, and this well, is what relationship, good, yeah, that's know? what related, but I, it took that to happen to be like, I want everybody, it can't right. nobody say they are close to me until they, they show me right. that they care about how I feel, and it's right. like a lot of the time, right. I never gave people down to the people that I'm dating, laying with, the opportunity to show me that they are that way for me, right. and that's why I said we start creating I'm situations like, yeah. where it's like, 
Yeah, right. absolutely. But I will say I am extremely big on loyalty. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Me loyalty too. means everything. everything. Right, right, right. So I mean, kind of some. I had a friend that we were thick as thieves, like extremely tight. And something happened, and the way that she handled it, just kind of with her knowing me, the way that she knew me, because I, mm -hmm. I won't say I'm cut off queen, because I'm not. I will right. give people yeah. chances. I, as far as in my friends, when we have disagreements, I, I'm very solution oriented. I want to talk it through, Be, if, especially if you're my true friend. If right. I really feel that way, and you may have done something to me that I that you may not realize how it affected me, I'm I'm okay with sitting you down and explaining that to you. Mm -hmm. um, but it, like you said, it's how you receive it and what you do moving forward that determines right. that relationship for me. But <coughs> why I had to cut her off as tight and as much as I love her, and I can tell you right now, I still love her to this right. day, but I can't deal with her. Mm -hmm. It was how she, what she did after her mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it was exactly. going to people that, and I'm a very, I'm a very private person. I am, um, and like I said, so I'm very big on loyalty. When I'm close to you, I like you know my secrets. Right. If you know my secrets, that yeah, you know. That's it. Exactly. When you went to outside people that you know I don't mess with like that, oh, no. and, and, and you were talking, she, she was venting. Was talking, right. venting to them, right? And changing the story, right? Trying to make yourself, you know. I, they do that, that and then telling telling secrets that only you, you know. Wow. That's where you, they gotta go. You gotta go. Mm -hmm. So as much as I love you, right. I can't mess with you like that. Right, right. Because you can't cross me. I don't care what we've been through. What the secrets that you told me when we were close and we were good, they'll never leave right. me. And the fact that you stepped out of that because you was angry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go to social media stuff. Yes. I can't do that. Oh, I can't no. do that. That's I am not though. like I'm a like even even if you follow me on social media, I really I like I'm trying to get better with that. <laughs> I really really am, but I'm just not a social media person, you know. Mm -hmm. And not that I don't want to, because I I want to. I, dang, I should post that. Right. But I'm that's just not where my mind yeah, goes, you know. So about. when you start to do things like that on social media and kind of put your business out there, like. Mm -hmm. My my business? Yeah, oh, you right. crossed the line. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm I, I will cut you off if I absolutely feel like I need to for my safety, for yeah. my to protect myself because I am very private. But you know, other than that I do give chances. And sometimes I give too, too many, many chances. Yeah. Mm. Too many chances. And yeah. so, you know, that that can be it's a good thing, but at the same time it's like sometimes like you say, it's like it keeps people around you. That, that don't that don't serve you, right? You know, because I do find myself sometimes giving more than I'm receiving, and I don't complain about it because I'm gonna get my blessings no right, matter what. Exactly. But sometimes, like I think we before we started the the tape, we was talking about how like you know you don't expect someone to call you, right? Mm -hmm. you know, I don't expect it, but it'd be like, hmm, yeah, right. You know, so like it starts to make your mind right, like, like dang, like maybe it was mutual, right? And it makes me start to wonder, like maybe I need to change how I'm what I'm doing because right. if I'm loving you and you're not loving, me, not necessarily because we're not gonna all love the same, right. right? Right, right. But if you're not at least showing me that you care, you know what I mean about right. me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know, like, you know, and sometimes I still keep those people around. Right. You 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 know you just reminded me of something. I'm gonna touch on it. No, I'm I want y'all to go first and then we're gonna talk about this. This is a whole nother discussion. All right. Remember Nikki girl. for you, where was a moment that you realized, okay, this song like woman shit ain't gonna cut it for me? Or have you had that moment? I haven't had it. You haven't had it. I'm still I still I'm in my feelings all the time. Like I don't show any emotion because mm. people attack me so much for everything like I can't show no type of emotion. Right. <laughs> you know what? Like when we touched on the sweet thing, I knew Nikki from high school and Nikki is like the sweetest person. Maybe because I'm an energy person. Like I'm just an energy person. I can't even think of a, uh, an experience that I had that made me think that. But it's really your energy. Like you just really give me like. What is giving? Give, you giving me a lot of like you have a big heart. I do feel like it translates. Like I follow you on social media, so I know you're always like either being antagonized or, or you're easy this might be your cancer yes i know this oh. and cancers as aggressive as they may be a lot of the times that it's their sensitivities mm -hmm. so emotional mm -hmm. so do you i feel like it's easy to get to you but it comes off bitch so it, it makes you feel like okay you can't get to me but it's in a sense it is getting to you so do you ever feel like how you handle emotions, things emotionally, as far as anger, do you feel like it ever like affects you in a way, or do you afterwards? Do you feel? How do you feel afterwards? Um, it could be specific. I mean, you can specific situations where I don't have a specific example, mm -hmm. but do you feel like? Let's use friendships. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have a friendship? Because I know I had a moment like this where it's like. When I go off, like, I seem sweet, but I have, I'm far left or far right. That's how it's sad. I'm either, like, good, but when I get there, I get there. Yeah. You get there. And I yeah, feel like I when I get there, <laughs> when anything that gets me get there, like, when I tell you this strange white man, I got in an argument with him on the train, <laughs> and when I tell you I was heated, the argument been over, and I'm standing up like, eh, eh, and, like, really giving straight hood rap. I was on that yeah. train going off. I was so mad. And it was, if it was not cold and I didn't have a child to get back to, I promise you, I was following him the door. Right. I'm like, that's the whole I'm like, it was like, break church. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay on this train. I'm not done. And he was, so for me, but then when I got off the train, and I calmed down, and I cooled down, and I'm just like, every time I get there, I regret it. Yeah. With anybody, whether right. it's a stranger, it's someone I love, mm -hmm. like when they get me there, I hate it afterwards. Like I ain't just be so. That's why it takes so long to, for it to get me there because I know once I get there, ain't no turning back. Like, right. and I'm just like, I don't know. I just am left with feeling weak in a sense. Like mm -hmm. not with how I handled it, but how much it got to me. But right. you sit in that how silence. you can control yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you let somebody yeah. control yeah. you. Right. right. And then I think I think it's a while though to get there because. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've ever gotten there, or do you? What What is it with you? I think what is it? A loyalty is a big thing, or what? Yeah, I, loyalty plays a major part in my um, in my life. Like that's everything to me. But um, like being a cancer, being super emotional. Like if I'm happy, I'm happy. If times three, if mm -hmm. I'm sad, I'm sad. Times three. So mm -hmm. if I'm mad, I'm I'm a, you. You got me. I'm about to get you, and you right. about to be mad. You about to even be even better. So right, that's right. Is with me, but at. I'm 27 now, so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of like relationships, like because I said loyalty is a big thing, and it's like not used to every little thing I would cut somebody off because I'm like you know me, like right, no, I don't play like right, that. Like, mm -hmm, right. So, but now I'm learning, like I, I communicate more. Um, I feel like relationships is 
key to like you know just being a just being normal just a like a normal conversation calling one of my friends just to tell them about my day that's that's i love it mm-hmm. but um i forgot where i was <laughs> um with the uh, girl you just got yeah, me yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah me too because like i feel like relationships in general make yeah. you turn a mirror on yourself yeah, yeah. in general yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know? okay so now now i just feel like um like if i do get an argument it's like random people because i feel like like you see, like, I don't get tried, like, I get tried all the time, I'm sure I always got tried, you know, or yeah, whatever, yeah. or who my sister was, or, like, I always got tried or whatever, but, like, now, like, I get, like, if I don't have on makeup, I get tried, because I, I wear glasses, so, mm-hmm. I, with these lashes, I can't wear no glasses, so, right, right. with the makeup and everything, like, I don't get tried, but when I have them on, I look like a little girl, you know, so I always get tried, so, I'll go, I'll argue with you at ShopRite or something, but then I'll call my friend laughing, like, yo, why the fuck, you know, so I don't, it don't affect me as much as, like, I was, because before I used to stay mad, like, yeah, they got me fucked, they, like, you know, right, but right. now I, I just laugh it off, like, they, this is fun, you know, so. Do you feel like that's a part of the syndrome, like, you got immune to just being tried? Yeah, like I, it, yeah, I would think that because if somebody would say any little thing, I'd be like, oh, they trying me, right? They gotta right. be trying me. I, I was locked up before I was in jail, and this lady just like, I'm not, I'm sleep, I'm a light sleeper, so I just hear rustling. I know I have my sandwich right there. I'm done. So she was at my sandwich, and I'm like, I, I said it out loud. Though. I said, they trying me right now. And this is my first time in Essex County jail. I said, she's trying me right now. I said, y'all, this has got to be a joke. I'm like, where's the cameras? Because she playing with me. <laughs> so then, it was another like lady. She was like, no, just, just don't think about it. I said, no, I'm about to knock her the fuck out. I'm like, who told you to eat my sandwich? But then, like, now I laugh and look at it. Like, I was like, I thought that was, she was trying to try me. And she was like, 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 now I look at it and laugh. Like, she was just trying to you know, that's so funny because I feel like it does that a lot. Like having to be in a place where you're always on guard. Yeah, that's how it. You that's create some of the situations yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It might right. not always just be the you young face. A lot of I used to use the example like if you feel like some, you could walk. If you you could feel like somebody is after you. It don't matter where you at. You could be at Disneyland, the happiest freaking place <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and you, the way you carry yourself and the way right, the because of that mindset, right. you finna get tried and Disneyland. Yeah. If you wanna happen, yeah, like right. that I energy. Like step on your shoes. Right. Like, I, feel, I feel like that energy attracts that to you. And a lot of people will always say like, for me, I I used to I never I'm not gonna say didn't get I don't get in drama a lot, but that's just because I don't give a fuck a lot. Like I remember in high school, like the things people used to fight for, I'm like uh, <laughs> And then they be friends the next day and I'm like I'm like I, No, like I'm a very passionate person, so right. what gets mm-hmm. to me it it's me. Like it's right. something that really feels but a lot of times a lot of the altercations we get into is because of being in that defense mode, like yeah. I done got you tried here. You create like, that, um, that you make that your narrative. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, when I'm telling you, I done been in situations and be like such and such don't like really. <laughs> I'd be so surprised because it's like in my the narrative I create for myself. I, if I am, if I don't have no issues, then don't nobody got issues. Right. I always right. say you need permission to be for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I walk in this room and you decide you don't like me, in my mind, okay, if I know the reason, it's over a guy. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even like this guy. Oh no, this bitch about to be my friend and I will be right here I'm not gonna tell you you gotta be my friend right. but any at the energy the that energy, I'm gonna yeah. do at this point you're gonna be like, acting, like, well, you just, yeah. what's, your, what's your number says let's say that's just me yeah. like yeah. you need permission to be for me because I do believe that energy follows you you know what I'm saying and then it not only follows you it creates your narrative because even if I didn't do nothing to you and you don't like me now everywhere I walk I'm gonna be thinking right people don't like because me. of social media or like arguments I have mm-hmm. people just 
assume I'm mean or mm -hmm. you know like you don't know what I have going on with this person don't just assume that right, I'm right. a good person yeah everybody assume I'm mean really when I walk in a room no everyone it's automatically everybody thinks that I'm mean and I'm mm -hmm. a bitch Everybody. I you love that. You know what I want y'all to try? Man. I want you to. Sue my Domingo. No, no, I think friends. you were part of Domingo. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think you were part of I want y'all to try mean. something that I try. I really love, and I, I don't know where I picked this up from. Probably something I was reading, but about controlling the energy in the room. Like, and I, I do this a lot because I, coming from East Army, I grew up in East Army. So I've always, I went to Tyson from 6th grade to 12th. Lived on money all my life. So I was always in a situation where people just knew me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went away to school and I went to an all-white school. It was like, for the first time, I had to know who I was. Right. Like, you grew up in the same town. Like, if people already mark you to yes. be the mean girl, yeah, the that's the narrative you're yeah. walking with. Like, right. you don't really get a chance to be like, yo, who Change, am I? Until yeah, you right. go into a different atmosphere and that environment challenges you. Mm -hmm. Not the people, but then you got to, you know, in create that process, you, you got to yeah. create you. So when I got into that moment, it's like, I used to be insecure like even in adulthood like walking into a new job I'm just always like in rooms with different faces people are white just a little bit what I told you what I went through in life I already know like where I come from they don't come from you know what right. I'm saying mm -hmm. so I just started being like yo you create your you create your life through your mind like I truly believe yeah. that like I believe that For to sure. the T so I'd be walking in a room and I swear I would score the room and I'm like I'm gonna pick how each and every person gonna think about me it's not always gonna be nice. If I want mm -hmm. you to feel like I'm a bitch, or I'm gonna feel it without mm -hmm. even, right. we ain't even gonna communicate. And right. I'm like, I want this girl to not like right. me. Like, mm -hmm. I just want, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I feel like a lot of people don't, a lot of times our environment, our life situations is walking with us, and we make, we bring it to new places. Mm -hmm. Don't matter, you move to Alaska. Like, right. you the bring, energy. that energy you bring with you is like, yeah. It create it, it'll like, make whatever you was dealing with in the hood it, the same situation. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know I, I kind of right. had to because for even like you said, like I do try to just not be that person, but I'm a very serious person in general. Right. Right. So I don't come off as hey girl, you yeah, know. Yeah. I don't come off like that. So when you don't come off like that, people automatically judge you. Mm -hmm. Like they automatically mm -hmm. assume. And I'm so down to yeah. earth, but. I'm honestly, and I will say, and, and this may not be a, a, a good thing, but I'm not very friendly. Mm, like, you damn. know, I don't go up to people and be like, hey, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, up. if you look at me, I will smile, yeah. but I'm pleasant, but I'm just, I'm very serious, and I have my friends, and I'm like, you know, if I'm in a, a room full of women, especially black women, especially black women, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do, you know, like to get to know the women and open up and all that, yeah. but I'm just not very... That's your secret weapon. But you know what that makes me so surprised with you about? For you to know that you're not friendly. Not even, you're friendly, but like mm -hmm. that you don't give that aura coming in. People like you, I would expect to be even more selective mm -hmm. with the people that you let mm -hmm. into your circle. Because it's one, that, that's a secret weapon. Cause well, that, right. I am though. Mm -hmm. what, what I'm very, I have more, um, I have a lot of girlfriends, but people that I've grown up with. So right. they come with me yeah. from a place, right. yeah. you know. I don't. It's not new. It's not new. So that's why they're still around Later. me, or mm -hmm. it's or it's family that I'm very close with. Right. But I don't really. I mean, I've met one friend that now is very, very close and dear to me. Maybe three years ago, and we're close. But other than that, I really don't make no friends. Mm -hmm. I really don't make no friends. Not friends when we start talking on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. 
Do you think it's hard? Well, I want to hear Nana's answer first. So the question, the original question was, do you feel like, what was the moment for you that, like, okay, this strong black woman thing ain't working? Or have you had that moment? Yeah. Um, when I had postpartum depression, like, it, like, I'm, I'm just like, you know, because living with my mom, like, I, you know, everything happened. Like, before I had postpartum depression, my ex-boyfriend passed, and it broke me. But I just was like, you know what? push it through. But when I had postpartum depression and I was like, you know, in the house with my my mom used to come over every day and like I went to like it mushed me, like it molded me to a little girl and I was just sitting there like like, Mommy, you ain't even hugging me, you know? Like mm. and my baby father in there, he's not even hugging me and I'm going through it, you know? Yeah. Like and I'm just like I can't be strong. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that shit broke me. Like yep. that shit broke yep. me what off. Does that feel like, like um, mm -hmm. I got it because um, my child's father. Well, I got it for a, a numerous thing, but I think what triggered it was when he, when the first time, like I know niggas cheat, cause you know my other boyfriend was cheat, but I just felt like we was like so close at the time, and um, and that was my best friend, and he betrayed me. He cheated. So like it, I'm like, and it's the hormones too. So it just put me in the whole like turn on like like yo, I'm I fucked up completely. So I was just just depressed and like I was just well, you know, like I'm confident, but that shit had me feeling insecure. Mm -hmm. It had me thinking um, I wasn't good enough to be a mom. Um, suicidal thoughts, like it just had me overthinking. Like, well, what if um. I'm doing this wrong, but what if I'm not doing this right? Like, it just have you yeah. in a place that you would never think you would drift off to. Like, yeah. you, and it's you like, don't you, have the answers. Yeah, you don't have the answers. And we, it's like, I'm everywhere. You know, I got a lot of sisters, a lot of friends. My mother, my mother and my baby father literally was coming, you know, I live with my baby father, my mother was coming to the house. But it's like, I'm all alone, crying in the bathroom all by myself. Meanwhile, I don't like my damn daughter. I did right. not like my baby until mm. she was right. four months. And I didn't feel attached until she was one and a half. And like, and I'm just like, that shit broke me. Mm -hmm. I thought the previously depression from my ex-boyfriend um, dying broke me, but that postpartum depression, mm -hmm. it broke me. Like, and it was so hard to come out of, yeah. like, and, and, you know, and be a voice for it, but I don't want nobody else to feel that feeling. Mm -hmm. And at that time, like, it's just, like, mommy, I want a hug. Like, yeah. all you want is a fucking hug, oh. and nobody will give you the fucking hug. Because yeah. you just... I don't see how people can't understand, like, when you're sad, like, you can feel like, if she yeah. feels something like, you, I you can, can feel, feel it, like, she yeah. ain't right, you know? Yeah. And then to see me every day, or people know, or even hearing my voice, you know I ain't right, like, mm, and that yeah. shit broke me, and I just, this shit, I can't be fucking strong. I'm just staying, I stood in postpartum depression for a minute, like, mm -hmm. a minute. Mm -hmm. So that was when I realized I can't be fucking strong, like, man, so I just, then afterwards, I just was like, you know what, let me just, Use my voice. And yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like it, I'm back being a strong black woman, but like it made me um, a lot sensitive, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I I was the type of a girl like, I don't give a fuck about her, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, but now, like, oh, are you okay? You yeah, know, like, you what's wrong? Like, yeah. I don't want you to feel how I was feeling. Like, mm -hmm. I, I asked, like, hey, you know, mm -hmm. you know, some people say I'm a bitch, but I'm real friendly too, you know? It depends if you fuck me over. Mm -hmm. But like, I just, I'm caring now, you know? And I, I don't. I never used to cry. Never, never used to cry. Like, um, 
hearing people's stories or like you know listening to oh, other yeah. situations. Oh my god! Now so like mean, I'll cry, you know, listening mm-hmm. to somebody like I'm I'm connecting. I don't I mm-hmm. never connected, you know. Right. I, I always blame it on me being African and like mm-hmm. you know we just one way because I always separate Africans from Americans. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. sorry, you know, like, but it's just now I just connect with females especially and um. I'm just so caring, and I just and I don't let people touch me, but I don't give up. Yeah, you know I think that's so me. Me and Nikki had that moment. She didn't even know when you created the page. You know, she created the page um, for life without parents, and I think I remember. Yeah, you created a uh, you wrote a post telling a little bit about your life, and I felt like a little bit, but it was a lot, and like. As all as much as I always knew how to be sweet, it's like yo, you really just never no, know. And I remember, exactly. girl, I was at the bar balling and writing you. Like, I was <laughs> balling. They're like, girl, what did her man do to her? And I'm just like, I just got it right here. Like I was like, I just got it. Like because it's like, yo, you just you don't know no, what people are going through, yeah. but not even just what other. It's like. For, it's a deep breath because right. to know that y'all might not be going through the same thing, but the, but the relationship mm-hmm. is the same, and I it really bothers me now. I'm so sensitive mm-hmm. to it when people don't realize like I don't care what any like it's to the point now somebody just slap me and I'm like what the what are you going through? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're going or maybe you never know what you happened in their past. You know, know, I always be saying that. Yo, but the, yeah, I'm not there yet. You, <laughs> yeah. But that's why I was saying that sometimes I talk myself through my own emotion because I'm like, you just don't know what they're going, going through. through. Yeah, we, I always said yeah. before when I was yeah. younger, I'd be like, they ain't going through shit. They just like that. But you don't know what happened yeah. in their household the night before. You right, know, right. At, when I was um in high school young, like, um I'm to me, I was I feel as though I was sheltered. So if I didn't see a certain girl, at school for months, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. But me, when I became a correctional officer, and you know, I've seen the girls are being there for months, and I'm like, oh, this weird. What's the name was that? Cause I ain't see her, mm-hmm. or she probably was in a group home. Mm-hmm. Cause you like you don't know, right. you don't know what nobody's going yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Making you cry, what made you? What did I make you cry? Because <laughs> you gonna make me cry. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> no, just my situation and how people just don't like. Like other people, like people I had like arguments or what, they see that and they'll, that's something to attack me. Yeah, right. Like, and it's just like, that wasn't nothing that's to play right. with. Right. At all. It's not nice. People are, it's, they, I, think, I mean, the people are mean. It's, it's not time. that people are, I, people are mean, but a lot of the times people are suffering. Mm. And it took me a lot like, yo, if you want to drive me to tears, ask me how you feeling. Because that'd be like, <sighs> but that's, like, what, and I don't that's think people what people don't do when you argue with them and everything. Like, they be like, well, I'm a, I'm gonna touch this on her. Like, okay, her parents died. I'm gonna say this. Oh, oh, her nigga cheating. I'm gonna say this. Oh, she had like. They won't be her question. I'm gonna say that, like you know, cause um I remember a time I was arguing with a female who um my baby father was cheating with, and she was like, I had that's why you had postpartum depression because of me. Wow. And recently, my child's father, me and him, um, you know, we going through, we went. Through, Going through what we were going through, and he told somebody like, "Oh, she didn't have postpartum depression. She had depression because I was cheating." So like, they glorified to hurt your feelings, but me, um, my cousin said I live in my head, so I use it as a defense, like not defense message because this I really think. Well, I know I'm the shit, so I'm like, I'm Beyonce to the streets, like fuck it, like I'm, you right. want to use that, all right, whatever, you know, like it ain't nothing, like so you just gotta be mm-hmm. like, oh, you thought you had one up, but like, all right, I'm transparent about this, mm-hmm. so okay, my parents died. Duh, I told you. Right. You don't know if I got the same panties on from yesterday, so you can't right. put me out like that. Well, you, you know? know what it is, too, and I think about this a lot with your situation, because 
this is my situation, but this is how I want you to reflect on it and people to reflect on it more. Like, the stuff that you go through is really your weapon to get through life. Right. Like, if it's anything that hum humbled me and uh, me just dealing with the death of my father, I know you deal with, dealt with a lot of death, is like, life is temporary. Like, I, I used to be so afraid of death until I lost the closest thing to me. Like, I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna just ride this shit out so I can go see, like, right. you know, the mm -hmm. people that I love. And I feel like what we go through is meant to help us get through that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But a lot of times we like to linger with the basics. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I used to get faulted for times like, you always thinking like uh, above or just being the bigger person. And it's like, because I am. And it's not even about brushing it off or anything, but just how I handle the things I went through and how I see it versus how people try to make it. You know what I'm saying? It just takes time, though, to get mm -hmm. to that level because I, I was a petty, petty bitch. Like, and I didn't, oh, they want to do something, I'm, I'm a fight or I'm a mm -hmm. um, argue back. But, like, now, um, ever since I started the postpartum thing, like, I just don't want nobody to ever say I'm not working with her because of my actions. Like, how Cardi B, you know, be acting well, mm -hmm. you know, used to act. Some people wouldn't work with her, so, like, that but I don't know. <laughs> the thought process that came and that I want us to, uh, to talk about more I honestly came up with this notion that the strong black woman is toxic mm. to many people in their lives mm. not just like the people we're talking about the ignorance being a strong black woman a lot of times our strength is a retaliation mm. and it joint it brings us in situations where we in fights with children mentally like not real kids but where your mindset is and what your experiences brought to you in your life and where we're supposed to take you because we're too busy not trying to really take emotionally or internalize what we really dealing with emotionally we end up in immature ass places that we don't mm -hmm. belong in, in I situations think it's the fact that like jealousy because they mm -hmm. see that you're so strong and they like damn what why the fuck is not breaking her you know yeah. so it's like people just so like, i'm gonna pick on this about her like Oh, she think she thinks she ain't gonna cry because of this, or she thinks she ain't gonna cry. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like people just you don't know, but people will really dissect you, especially off social media, right? And be so jealous, they be like, "Yo, she too. She thinks she just mean we're strong. We think we the shit, mm -hmm. you right. know." Right. And it's not that. It's like you don't know. So yeah, I'm strong, but even though like I don't want to be fucking strong mm -hmm. right now. Right. 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 Right, right, right. And like, kind of to, to piggyback off of what you're saying about like a blonde, a black, a, a black strong woman being um, toxic. I feel kind of on the flip side of that, as far as in like my mom and like she's very toxic. You know, just abusing alcohol. I love her, of course. She's my mom. Wouldn't be here without her. But you know, just her abusing substance and um, you know the violence and all that that comes comes from that. When, being that I'm older now, I had got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't even want to talk to her. She would call my phone. Right. I wouldn't answer. Mm -hmm. And like literally back to back to back. And I'm like, eh. mm -hmm. right. you know, like, cause I really just would ignore her. And then in my process and my, my growth process, I realized that's, you're not being a good daughter, mm -hmm. you know? And I had to, it, very hard. hard. I had to bring myself back in and say, you know, like we talked about, life is very short, you mm -hmm. know, and regardless, that's my mom. And literally this summer, I had to say to myself, Candy, call her at least once. Pick up the phone, you mm -hmm. know, talk to her. <laughs> and, and even though every time I got off the got on the phone with her, I'm like, oh, why did I call her? Mm -hmm. You know, but still, I would, instead of me saying, oh, my, oh, my God, call me when it's over. You know, instead mm -hmm. of doing all of that. For me to heal myself, I had to deal with her differently. Mm -hmm. And so I had to start 
Okay, mom, I gotta go. Love you. Bye. Right, I can't. I'm sorry, mom. I don't want to hang up on you, but I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm. Just was checking on you. You know what I mean? Just kind of be different. You know, just changing because, like you said, it's it's a real thing. Like you can really change it the way that you think. Right. You can. You and I. And it was very very hard for me to do that. But I felt like I was kind of. I was being toxic and not being a good example to my son, right. treating my mom that way. Right, right. You know, so I had to kind of say to myself, like, even when me and my mom get into it, because at one point she was staying with me, and, you know, with her and her alcoholism and all of that, how she would do things in front of my son, it would, it would oh, would get under me, yeah, you know, because I'm like, I don't want and him to see that. what mm -hmm. I went through, you right. know? Like, so, but it got to a point where, you know, she did some stuff in front of him, and I was like, and I had to go off on her. And then when she left out, I had to say to him, I want you to know that that's not okay. Right. You know, that's not okay. But respect is respect. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter. You deserve respect. Right. And my job is to protect you. Right. So if I feel that something is happening in front of you that, you know, can cause you harm in any kind of way, then I have to stand up for you. And mm -hmm. even if it's against my mother, right. you know, like, so it's, it's, it's kind of a lot to get through that. That, that that toxicness yeah. where you have so much toxic shit that you've been through that kind of have made you and this person. That's, right. that's exactly so what obvious. I mean by the toxic toxicness because a lot of times what makes strong black women strong is that we become so immune mm -hmm. to bullshit. And, yeah. and that's where it lives. Like, yeah. you know, it ends up living around us, whether it's interactions with strangers and romantic relationships and family. It's like because you're not dealing with it, not even dealing with what's going on, you don't set a standard for what you seek in people emotionally. Right. You know what I'm saying? You might be like, Lloyd, see what you do. You can't do this, can't do that. But emotionally, we don't allow people to rise to a certain occasion mm -hmm. for us. And because of that, people don't know how to do that and it just become an ongoing cycle. Mm -hmm. And that's why I talked about with that moment with my friend, like just me, my cousin, just telling her how she made me feel and then her embracing it and it being a mm -hmm. back and forth conversation and then we ended up making our relationship stronger. It's like, bro, that was my first time ever doing this and right. if you ask me, I got six best friends. And it's like, <laughs> right. mm, I need to recalculate and reevaluate what I'm really a lot, what I'm really building my relationships right. off of because essentially it ain't shit. Right. There's no foundation if there is no like real uh expectation. Like a lot of times people are like don't expect shit for people, people gonna do you dirt. No, mm -mm. expect. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Expect. And it don't mean that they're gonna rise to the occasion, but right. you need to right. reevaluate and put them in the trash right. then because right. you have to expect to really build a strong foundation. So I would say, yo, we are so toxic because we were Mostly talking about this ourselves, earlier. Because mm -hmm. we put ourselves in those situations. Right. We allow, we trying to be so strong. So like while you was talking, like I'm just thinking like there have been moments where certain situations where I've allowed myself to get into these relationships with people who, you know what I'm saying, like took advantage and it's because they seen that, oh, she's, she's strong enough. She can handle mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to handle it. I shouldn't right. have to endure shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You should come in and you should respect me. You should have, you know what I'm saying, you should rise to whatever standards I set, but I wasn't really setting those standards because mm -hmm. I'm, in my head, it's like, oh, well, I'm strong enough to deal with this. Oh, they like this and they got these issues and I'm strong enough to take on their burdens. I shouldn't right. have to take on your burdens. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be strong for me and you. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting depleted. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm and saying? Is being right, exactly. So I'm be, we're being toxic to ourselves. Like right. that was me being toxic to myself, putting mm -hmm. myself in situations I had no business being in. Right. right. And yeah. then, it, but then sometimes I've had situations where it's like, 
you know, my favorite line used to be like, you knew. And I'll <laughs> right. assume that people are knowing how you're thinking. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or so how they should. It. Yeah, but sometimes they don't know. And you, just as much as like, a lot of us, how we think is what we've been through and uh, what we are experiencing right. emotionally that we don't express. That real talk, sometimes it just be your perspective. And mm -hmm. if you don't allow people to rise to the occasion or at least make them aware, and oftentimes we do do it, but it be too late. Mm -hmm. We talk sometimes it'd be after a whole baby. Oh, now and you thinking <laughs> then since the relationship been like this, like you know, my yeah. favorite thing to say yep. is dating. Bruh, say what you gotta say the first day. I hate when my friends call me like, you know, but we not in a relationship, so oh. I ain't even gonna say it because I want no, no say, say it. it. <laughs> save yourself say the time. It. Say it today because you mm -hmm. can't show up ten years in a marriage be and then mm -hmm. say it and expect Whole yeah. time, y'all ain't compatible, but you right. waited to show right. the real you right. a whole baby later, the a whole marriage later. Said. Like, you yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, no, you can't expect because it's all about compatibility in a sense. A lot of times, you need it's a it's a it's a exchange and it's mm -hmm. a process. Like, when people talk about years in a relationship, it's not the actual time, it's the experiences that happen right. within it. How and a lot of in friendships, mm -hmm. romantically, we don't allow those situations to happen, and then. When it does happen, it be too late. It's too far. Sister slept with your man too late. Mm. <laughs> you done had a baby, your house on four close, too late. Like, shit is up. Like, you know, the damage has been Everything. done. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yourself up for it, for it to be, mm -hmm. for it being so It's good. rough, though. Yeah, it, yeah. it is rough emotionally yeah. to deal with stuff. But I want to thank y'all so much for coming on. And I want y'all to end with saying something. I want you to be vulnerable. So I want y'all to start Oh sitting. God, girl, you're asking too much. Listen, you know what you signed up for when you came here. I want to say, I want to start like by saying I am, right? I am, you can start with I am, I wish, I am or I wish. And just say something emotionally that you felt like you wish you were more of or you wish people were more of or you are. I wish I was a better communicator. It's not deep enough for me. Let's go back. That is, <laughs> no, that is deep enough. Like that's Why? serious for me. Like I can't. I, I'm not. I'm, I suck at communicating. What do you say? Because you, we communicating now. So what no, do you say? but Why? I'm saying okay. Why? right. Like so, communicating was frowned on. You know what I'm saying? You don't communicate. Your feelings don't matter. So okay. now, like I feel like if I say something, it won't matter. So what's the point? Is it like is it, you don't? Is it? Um, you feel as though. They look at you as weak if you communicate. And that that whatever I say won't be taken seriously. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like to. I'm a person. I don't like to waste breath. Mm -hmm. like, if I say something and you don't take heed to it, we got a problem. So I'm gonna be cut off, queen, and <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with you. You know what that sounds like to me? And that's something. That's something. I I think you really mean you wish you you wish you knew you mattered more. Right. Mm. Because what you just said is I don't communicate because I don't feel like no one gives a fuck. Yeah, and that's you telling don't yourself that. At the last no, time. I didn't like, that. Do that. I, don't Kati, I did not sign up for that. That's the moment <laughs> I had with myself. Right. No, we need to talk about this because this is real. A lot of like, this is the part that we be right. glorifying shit get repeated. Oh, I don't communicate because I don't want to. Yeah. And it sounds good, but that ain't really that what, ain't, it is. what it is. What it really is. Say, I, I want people to think I, I want myself to right, think that people yeah. care. Okay. <laughs> no, so I was just saying. Like, I wish, I wish, I, I wish I was only for real. Okay. Yeah, I wish <laughs> I believed I mattered more. Like I oh. thought I met my emotions matter, but I matter in a sense. Oh my God, girl! Don't do this. Wait, 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 wait. 
What makes it so? I want to know. In all relationships, or what do you feel like? What relationships make a romantic relationship? It stemmed from you know, relationship like my mother and my father. Mm -hmm. But it's like seeped into like romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll say regular relationships, like friendships, regular friendships too, because I'll be now? like, you know, I don't have time for her, go. Right. But mostly go. with the Are you though. dating now? No, I'm not. Are you, do you want to date? In this I do like, want to date. But you're scared. I, I'm very. You want to have to I gotta put myself out there. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, hinge, yeah, Tinder. Yeah, hinge, Tinder. All my stuff. Back page ain't got no Back page ain't got no head at a But um, no, seriously, uh, I feel like it is something that you really have to. I had to learn. It's something you really have to face before you get into that mm -hmm. dating. Like, what do I want? Like, I was talking to y'all about this earlier. A lot of times when we say what we look for romantically, we name basic textbook shit yeah. that anybody mm -hmm. would look right. for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what makes you into? Ultimately, people want a soulmate. If you listed something that the next chick next to you was listed, says y'all. Y'all finna get the same man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You want someone who is for you. <laughs> and a lot of the time, what is for you is made up of the DNA of what you went through. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. not being able to communicate who you need needs to care about your feelings. That makes them specific to you. Like, that's specific to the man that is going to walk into your life. But if you don't make yourself aware of that, mm -hmm. you can't blame nobody to come into your life but who you don't right. make it's not a requirement right. for them. But you said that you, you, your father wasn't around, right? So that's why you scared to love a man because you got daddy syndrome. Yeah, I know that. You know, I say that quick, fast, and I got daddy issues. But you, you know really yearn for yeah. the love through your mate, but you just you scared, you like so you can't say like I want you to love me, like because you scared that they you don't even like, know what it feels I'm like. Out. Yeah, never yeah. had, never had it. Right. right. I'll start, but what I, I'll I always, start. I do say uh, like I have my own. I am lovable. Mm, I'm, I'm so glad that's vulnerable. What, what makes you um? Well, I know what makes you say that, but I want you to elaborate more on what. Um, I say I am lovable because in like relationships with men, it, they a few times they said I'm hard to to love because I don't just like just put everything out. I'm just not like um. I don't know. I just don't give too much of myself, and it's just right. like a kind of kind of a wall. Like I'll mess with you, but I won't, you know, give everything. To you. Right. It's I like no, I am lovable. But you know? I don't right. you have that side, but it's just like yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes you just gotta give yourself permission. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times what strong black women will be waiting for somebody to come open the door and be like, okay, here. Mm -hmm. And reality check, that's not life. That's mm -hmm. not how it works. People are going to treat you how you treat yourself. And that's easy. That's mm -hmm. very cliche when mm -hmm. we just talking about basic surface shit. But if you are not vulnerable with yourself, mm -hmm. you cannot expect to attract vulnerability to you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. sometimes it's just giving yourself the permission to be like, like dating wise, I got to a point where it's like, I, will, I don't care if I met you today, I'm telling you about my whole life. And if you don't see me at you, we gonna stop here. Because I need that. Like, yeah, yeah I'm strong to the world, being black I woman, period. Oh. I gotta go out and I gotta, but if you want like the person I lay next to have to, anybody, yeah. the person you with romantically, honestly, have to feed every part mm -hmm. of you that is, right. that is hungry. You know right. what I'm saying? And if we walk into these situations with these walls up, you're gonna attract that. Because ultimately, okay, first you're just talking to somebody, you got your wall up. Now y'all vibing. Y'all have sex or whatever. However it goes. Whole time, 
He with ten men. He not with you. You ain't got no heart. Ain't the ten men the one that had no feelings, no nothing. Like so, the, and then. Then your narr your your story becomes I was with homie for ten years yeah. and we ain't get no because he wasn't in a relationship with you he was with ten men and right. that that's how y'all became compatible and now all of a sudden you want to have feelings and this is how right. it didn't work or this person whatever characteristics that they had they had it because they were looking for ten men right. you wasn't supposed to feel right. like you know what I'm saying so they gonna treat you how, how whatever they gonna talk to you however they want to and then one day when you realize okay you can only hold up that wall but so long. And then ultimately you're gonna end up being vulnerable, and then it's not the safe space for you to be that way. So, but I mean, it comes to a different, right. like a, a a messed up area, you know? Cause like you said, the ten man, like um, I feel as though I'm a ten ten man with <laughs> men, cause um, I said God gave me the gift. I can have sex without men with uh, emotions, mm -hmm. like, and I don't Same. care. Same. Same. So, and then when I finally fell in love twice, um. They fucked me over, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I opened up, but like, I'm a person, I look at Kim Kardashian, how she love again, so I'm like, okay, I can love again, but like, I literally could just have sex and not care, yeah. like, and I could be fucking you for four years and I don't love you, right. like, wow. no, wow. yeah, like, and, and that's how I've I build relationships, like um, and I be so close, cause like, I got one person I, I was messing with for ten, 10 years, we've never been in a relationship, but we've been fucking with each other for 10 years, but we, you know, love and loyalty, mm -hmm. another person, four, yeah, I'm about to tell you my numbers. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't got so many numbers. But, um, like, yeah, and it'd be years. But um, when I got in a relationship with my ex-boyfriend that passed, my ex-boyfriend that passed, he took advantage because I became real vulnerable, opened up, like, okay. And then my baby father, like, you know, he took advantage. Mm -hmm. and, and But it's just bad. Yeah. I, I kind of just want to touch on what she said because I, I feel like I, a lot of people have said that to me, too. Like, you just, you, it's like you make it hard for someone to, to get in there and to love mm -hmm. you. But sometimes at the same token, it's you have to make me feel comfortable enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to make me feel like I can trust you with my deepest, darkest secrets. I can open up to you, tell you my fears, and you won't use that against me. Right. Right. You know sometimes what I'm saying? they play on that. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And when they get you there, they fuck you over. Right, yeah. but but I mean, I guess in a perfect world, especially with us getting older, you and and figuring out what it is that you want. If if we start talking, I need to know what it is that you really want. If you want to fuck buddy, that's cool. Tell right. me that. Right. You get what I'm saying? If you want to build towards a relationship, let me know so I know how much I should put into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I feel like, um, and a lot of women, we do this a lot. I had to stop myself from doing this, is stop letting the man make the decision. Because mm -hmm. exactly. honestly, I have a lot of guy friends, and no matter what it is, Guys do not go into situations like, oh, this is what I want this to be. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is, this is guy, this is girl. And guys just be like, of course they have to be, we live in a world where men are expected to be the ones to approach and to make the first move. Mm -hmm. All they're doing is, let me see how she at. Mm -hmm. Alright, let me see how she feels when she do that. <laughs> they're just winging it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So ultimately they, the power is in the hands of the woman. Mm -hmm. If you walk in and you say... You gonna be a fuck, but you it's gonna be mm -hmm. that without even you saying it. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like you control the narrative, which is why a lot of the times what we think in our heads mm -hmm. is what end up creating these situations or even attracting. Because at the end of the day, who's for you is for you, who's not, who's not. So it's not a matter of acting a certain way so a guy could be a certain way. No, mm -hmm. if a man is a man to be a cheat on this one, be loyal mm -hmm. to this one, marry this one, play with this one, like they're gonna do whatever they want to do. It's based on compatibility and where they are. But as far as how far they can get with you, that's. Yeah. You have mm -hmm. the power of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I be I, I be to like I tell some of my friends like um with the boys like you gotta with the men boys too <laughs> you gotta like um 
they be I was just telling this. Us as females, we fuck up. Um, well, I don't include mine because I be thinking like a man. <laughs> we fuck up because when we see a man, we be like, oh yeah, we he gonna make us a cute baby. We gonna get married. All this. When they see us. I wonder if her pussy is good. Yeah, they're you know, very certain like they stop yeah. right there. We think this way. And then I be telling them, like, you yes. have to take your seconds. Not your time. You know, like, you got to take it. Because they don't think as far I'll as they think. I my last name with the, my first yeah, name with it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. That's <laughs> but no, that's, that's so real. That's you know what it is? Because, yo, I've had... My last relationship, I knew when he loved me, and it was way after he said he loved me. Mm -hmm. Like what, men just wake up one day and be like, "God damn, I think I love this girl," and it'd be mm -hmm. a whole three babies later, like, cause they're not naturally designed to process emotions. Right. So they just go with the flow, and as they, as long as they like it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I just like fucking him, just keep going it this way. Oh, I like it a lot. Wanna go on? The, I'm dating. All of a sudden, I'm on a date. All of a sudden, oh, I'm hanging out mm -hmm. with him. Like that's how guys are just going. And then one random day, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. I love. But a lot of the times it's after they, they fucked up over. and then you do them dirty right. like damn I really loved her but they don't really sit with themselves in process versus women we're always taught to think part of half of our life is about finding a partner mm -hmm. so every time you meet somebody but I've been playing match since kindergarten mm -hmm. I can match all my crushes <laughs> right you know please let it be this one I be turning doing mm -hmm. the same so it's like we're designed to always think about that bigger picture men are not but right. because we're thinking about the bigger picture our picture gotta it's be clear with ourselves yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really learned behavior. Who didn't go? Candy, you are. I didn't go. Um, I'm gonna go a little deep on y'all. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, girl. Okay. I just want a little personal, <laughs> a little deep and personal. Um, I will say I am not a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, my mom, her reason for, as you can see, a lot of my issues stem from my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, a, her reason for being abusing alcohol. It's because she said that my father raped her. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was conceived. Mm -hmm. so, um, she, so she doesn't realize the pressure that she puts on me because if you're constantly saying that I'm like this because of that mm -hmm. and I'm the human being that came out of that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so, she, she, so I feel like I've done a lot for her because of that, like I, you know, my, my brother and I were 10 years apart. I raised my brother. I took him when he was in seventh grade. He's lived with me now. He's in the Marines. We were just talking oh, yeah. his, that's his grandmother that we met. But now he's in the Marines, but I took him from seventh grade up until graduated high school. I took care of him. And now, I mean, he's still kind of like my kid, you know, but, um, but I took that on from her because I realized that she was, she wasn't capable. Mm -hmm. She just wasn't capable of taking care of him. And, and I also felt like what I went through, I didn't want him to go through. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and again, her reason is always because I was raped. I was raped. You know what I mean? And I had you at 15 and my life was, you know, ruined because, mm -hmm. you know, and again, although my grandmother raised me and took care of me, she didn't have to worry about any of that. There was a feeling of embarrassment for her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't know if, you know, my dad is in my life. So. I don't know if she's saying that it was rape because she was embarrassed, you know, because she was 15 and, you know, she got pregnant. And at that time, you know, when you were 15 and you don't get pregnant, you get sent to a different school and, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but 
she and she didn't say she was raped until the doctor called my grandmother saying, you know, your your daughter's here trying to get an abortion. You mm -hmm. know, and so it wasn't like, oh, I was raped initially, and then they found out that she was pregnant. It was, you know, I'm raped, and now mm -hmm. I was raped, and you know, I'm trying to get an abortion. I can't, so I'm gonna say that I was raped right. now. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. um, but I had to deal with that growing up. So my dad wasn't in my life until I was. He was in my life maybe in and out until I was maybe nine or ten. Now we are so close, but. After nine and ten, it was beating my head so much that he was a rapist mm -hmm. that I couldn't, I couldn't even have a relationship with him. Did you ask him? Well, um, I never. Literally this summer, my dad finally told me the story, but I never asked him. He took me to Disney World when I was nine, mm -hmm. and um, because of that was when I had that moment where I was like, God, I don't know about this guy. Right. You know, um, he took me to Disney World. And I wanted to leave. We was there for two days. And I called my grandmother and I said, I want to go. And my grandmother called him and she said, she's ready to go. Sit her on the first flight. You know, whatever, whatever. I just need you to drop her off at the airport. And he took me out on the balcony and he was crying mm -hmm. so bad. He was crying just like, you know, he never was direct about it. Where he's like, you know, this is what your mom is saying. And that's not true. He just said, whatever, you, whatever you've heard about me, that is not true. And I, you're my daughter. I loved you. I love you. And I want to be in your life. I want to, you know... He was just saying, oh, and I was, and I remember because I was, I was nine. I mean, at that point, I remember that. But, um, but the, after that, even with him crying, I still was sitting here like, mm, yeah, like, I'm yeah, that like you be know, strong. like that's so real. Even with that, so, um, but, but, and after that, I didn't really see him much. He didn't mm -hmm. come to my high school graduation. He, because I didn't talk to him. I just was like, this is what's being beat in my Close head, door. and mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the truth. All I know is my mom is an alcoholic now, right. and mm -hmm. she's saying it's because of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I have to deal with not having a regular mom mm -hmm. because of it, you know? So, um, and even now, like, my mom will say to me, nothing can help rape. And I'm like, you know, like, sometimes I have my moments where it's like, get over it. You know right. what I mean? Like, look how I, and I, I spent a lot of my time in my life trying to show her that I wasn't a mistake. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let me do this and so how, show her how much, how successful I can be so that she feels like it was worth it. Right, right. You know, but... Still, never feel that never, boy. never feel that boy ever. So, you know, still now I'm trying to to deal with it on my own, even though I'm still dealing with alcoholic mom. And like I said, I'm trying to be a better daughter and trying to be supportive of her while still dealing with my own healing from mm -hmm. the from the situation. So, but I try to tell myself all the time I'm not a mistake, and I also feel like I make myself suffer because I feel like I'm a mistake. Yeah, you know, like I take on her kid and make him mine, and you know, like I. Like for the last three years, I've been paying my mom's rent because mm -hmm. you know, like just just things that I feel like I'm obligated to do. Because right. if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't be like this. Right. Oh, you know. So. Right. That's the. I'm gonna piggyback off her, so you gonna go last. Oh, <laughs> uh, because that relates to what I was gonna say. I, I think I would say I am not perfect, mm -hmm. and I feel like for me, it's so important for me to remind myself that because I really. I think because I don't or I wasn't dealing with a lot of the things that I was dealing with emotionally, I'll mask that by trying to overcompensate with what I do externally. Mm -hmm. Like how, oh, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna get good grades. I'm like, the way my sisters handled them emotionally dealing with my, you know how we grew up, both of them were just like horrible in school. My little sister would run away a lot, like all these things. So for me, it was just like, okay, just be perfect mm -hmm. in a sense. Don't cause no trouble. 
don't give them no issues. My dad has never, all those years have never seen the inside of my high school until my graduation. When people would be like, oh, we're going to call your dad, like if I'm acting up or whatever, I literally, you would think I was getting abused at home because for me it was like, I'm just going to be perfect Patty and not get in no trouble and not have any issues. And now it reflects over into relationships, romantic relationships, because we talked about this earlier, black women's first thing is to, parade their strongness like it's some Gucci mm-hmm. shoes like let me let me let this dude know how much he could stress me the hell out and how much I can take like, you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's like just trying to be perfect I've done this I do this that you attract broken people yeah. who seek that strength mm-hmm. who seek that strength and also want to use that strength so a lot of times I have to remind myself I'm not perfect so I can a- allow myself to be broken at times mm-hmm. whether it's with myself or with people I love mm-hmm. right Nana? I don't even know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know. Like I'm just saying. What do you think about when you th- emotionally when it, when it comes to what you don't want to express emotionally? What is what do you think about the most? I don't. I don't want to express emotionally. I don't know. I just feel as though like I I I just became so transparent. So like emotionally, like um, I. I talk more now, you know, I communicate and I mm-hmm. tell people how I feel, if I feel like they're in the wrong, and sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm being wrong, but like, I'm, I'm understanding that, because before I used to just be like, man, fuck it, like, I'm mm-hmm. the shit, bitch, I don't need you, mm-hmm. I, nigga, I don't need you, I get my own money, you know, but now I'm like, what's wrong, like, how could we fix this, like, I just, and it's just happened, like, you know, like, probably in the last couple of years, like, I just started opening up and stuff, so like. So how would you say opening up helped you in your personal relationships? Let's go romantic. Okay. Um. Before, with my ex-boyfriend, um, I felt as though, you know, it fucked me up. So I felt as though I wasn't so friendly and loving and caring. I was always like his mom and not like his mom, but I just wanted to take care of and I just was hard on and just do this, do this, this. I got you. You know, I'm taking care of you. And I said, but I never was, hey, baby, I love you. You know, all that. Mm-hmm. And I regretted it because when he passed, like, I just felt as though, like, damn, maybe I could, we could have had a, a baby and we could have been together. You know, I was so busy being promiscuous because I had him in my back pocket. So mm-hmm. I just was like, all right, I'm going to come back to him, you know, and I'll be everywhere. So my next relationship with my child's father, I became loving. I, I started, you know, I started kissing more. You know, I started hugging, telling him I love you. And then um, I felt as though I became too vulnerable, you know, yeah. and he took advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's just Do you that. still feel like you got to either be one or the other do you feel like you can have both no i feel as though how i am it's just his fault because it's his fault like um he fucked up you know but um i learned from that situation because to me i didn't cope with the death of my ex-boyfriend and i feel as though me didn't um really grieving properly it resulted into me moving forward and filling the void having my baby mm-hmm. and then being with my baby father because he wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you know me, nah, nah, no, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just needed the love to fill a void, you know, from my ex-boyfriend passing. I didn't agree with it right, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and that's why I tell you, you gotta deal with it. You know, I can't substitute. You yeah. can't substitute. Yeah. And that's oh. what happened. I substituted. And I don't want to say it messed up my life because, you know, God gave me, you know, a voice for my, my postpartum depression. But if I would have just dealt with that, I would have mm-hmm. never been, mm-hmm. you know, I think you would you be what I think a lot of us have to listen to is like I could take a break like right. I feel like and I, I remember having a moment when my dad passed like okay the funeral happened everything happened and 
it was like a whole month or maybe two months later. And I said, I'm over it. Now, I'm not going to say, I'm, in my mind, like, I'm like, okay, this crying part is over. Thug life. Try to go back into that same struggle, you know, strong mentality. Yeah. And I remember being at that same job and I, we, it was a call center. So you pick up calls all the time and it happened to be a medical center. So I'm in, scheduling patients appointments. And I get on the phone and I'm like, hi, welcome to some medical. I'm giving a whole spill and a person gives me their birthday. And the year they were born was the same year my dad was born. And when I tell you, I'm sitting there like, still trying to talk to him, thug it out. Like, so what's your phone number? Like, right, you know them tears when you don't want to cry, so it comes extra harder and you just snot and everything. So now I'm like, I'm glued to my screen. It's an open floor, so there's a whole bunch of other people on their phones around me or whatever. And I'm like, Lord, I done just met these people. So I'm trying to thug it out, but it gets to the point where I can't even talk at this point. Like, if, if my boss was hearing my call, it sound like, I know, I know the person just was like, are you okay? They were just so weirded out. So I'm crying, and I'm like, thinking in my mind, like, right, I'm not going to be able to answer calls, but if I sit here silent, my boss is going to come out like, Wait, why are you answering calls? So I had to get up walk all the way across this whole floor with 50 people and I'm like literally bawling everyone looking at me like what happened like they think someone killed her and I'm I go to my manager like I need five minutes I, and he's like turning red like what is going and I really went out and I'm just crying but I remember thinking to myself like no what are you doing like this this can't be my life forever like am I gonna just be dealt, breaking up dealt like, with mm -hmm. it you, and you really have to deal Same with way. it you have yeah. to you have to deal with it like right right it, you block a lot of stuff you know and, and it's, it's, it's and it's that it's that graduation like life is as long as we live and we evolve it that's and the then purpose. it came from nobody like, asking are you okay right. right you know nobody asked you you know after they probably did but they didn't really really, really speak into you yeah like yeah to make sure you was okay you, you know, know the thing with me though is people did ask but you give you, you so yeah. used to giving the textbook answer yeah oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you but they moving. know you not like right. you're, you're a kid but like, i remember walk, going into my house and my sisters would be talking about, oh, okay let's just stop right. talking That's about that like my, my sister will always want to talk about because she was there when he stopped breathing so she always want to repeat that story and it's like, okay, like, moving forward. You know? So it's like, it was a me thing where it's like, I didn't want to deal. And I think a lot of times it's because we don't allow ourselves to get, take a break mm -hmm. to deal. It's not just about mm -hmm. dealing. You, it's just not wanting to take that moment to yeah. just, because you, you always feel like, the motion. yeah, you gotta, you gotta feel it. like you just gotta be on the move all the time. So once you get the problem, the solution isn't always a one word answer sometimes it's a process like process, you know what i'm saying yeah. something you just gotta feel yeah, like yeah, and then gotta move forward it. but then you realize once you get past it it was something you needed to go through to handle the next level mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying everything was a part of the next level that you're about to go to like a lot of someone said this to me like i feel like i gotta lose someone close to me to to become successful and i, I, I thought that was so weird That's what but i think in their mind it is a lot of times Success don't necessarily have to be money or professional. It's just like a, a level. Like uh, it's, uh, I think we think growing as age. Like oh, because yeah. we so used to okay, fifth grade. I'm in elementary school, uh, high school, sweet sixteen. We have all these numbers that associate yeah, to mental growth. Yeah. And then once you hit like eighteen or twenty one, ain't no more moments. You just grown. But honestly, there is there's a growing process mentally where you're it's always graduating. Kids. Right. Right. Ooh, right. Right. Yeah. It's just okay. events that happen in your life because I always tell people like you know um like I be telling my cousin like girl how you gonna get a boyfriend so you can go through something because 
a breakup at 16 and 40 is too your world. You got more to lose at 40. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Are Emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, you will crash. Yeah. Versus, all right, 16, you're going to be sad and everything. But when you go, when you had it at 16 and you go through again, you know, 20 and 40, you and you better, you could cope with it better. That's so funny because I had a moment where I, I told you I didn't start really dating. I felt like I didn't have a real relationship until I got way into my adult years. So I remember telling my friends, like, I want to deal with heartbreak. And they would be so bad. Like, what is wrong? I'm like, I just want to get heartbroken so bad. Like, I just feel numb. Like, I feel like I'm a walking timid. Like, I want to get heartbroken. So I remember this guy that I really like. I allowed myself to get vulnerable with him. And I went through the whole process of being vulnerable. And then I had cut him off one time. I just cut him off. Like, this is no good for me. But a whole year later, I get on Facebook. Look, homie, got a girlfriend. When I tell you, I was so heartbroken. Heartbroken because of everything that we went through. And then there's just to see but how you we, did that. Yeah, you, you do that. You did it yeah. in your mind. So, but the thing is, I was in the mirror crying and smiling at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> And allowing yourself to feel is just so important. I want to thank y'all so much for coming on. Mm -hmm. I always, look, oh yeah, don't tell me that because y'all know I'm always doing episodes, but like I'm always nervous about bringing different people together, and these are literally four different people I know on individual situations. Mm -hmm. And for us to all to be able to relate on this topic like that was so important. So thank you, y'all. Tune in next week. This is the voice of reason. I'm baby Oprah. Voice of reason. What are you doing out here tonight?